This is a Federal News Network podcast. No matter how much federal agency web folks work on their sites, it's always a challenge. Now a survey by Booz Allen shows the level of usage by the public of federal websites is going down in some measures. Here with details, Executive Vice President Dee Dee Helfenstein. Ms. Helfenstein, good to have you on. Nice to join you today, Tom. Tell us about the survey and what you were trying to do. This is something you've done now for a couple of years. Yeah, so we about 18 million people visit federal government websites every year. And so we began to look at what's the digital expectation of government websites and how do they compare the .gov to .com experience. And so we've done the study now for two years in a row and really looking at the trends that we're seeing as well as the uptick in expectations of .gov sites. And what were your chief findings this year with respect to federal websites? So there were about five key findings. I think the first was around the fact that the general public increasingly uses federal government sites to interact with the government, although the uh, online usage was down a bit between 2018 and 2019. The digital experience is still the vast way that uh, citizens want to interact with the government. Um, They are 35% of respondents have accessed government information in 2019, which is up from 2018, which is about 26%. The second finding was really around the perceptions of government websites. They still really lag behind commercial websites as far as user friendliness and flexibility and mobile access. Um, The one area, though, where .gov websites are ahead of .com websites is in the area of security and the the citizens' expectations around that security, as well as their feeling that their privacy and their information is protected. The third finding was really around um, respondents believing that uh, the government activities that they apply for online are, are expanding and that there's more and more that they can do online. The ones that they're most aware of are around health benefits and paying parking tickets and looking up um, property bills and booking campsites. But the, the, what they feel that they can do online is in con- continuing to increase. Um, the fourth big finding was around the, um, the ease of use of websites and that they'd like to see um, more access, better navigation, better functionality, better mobile, mobile access and the ability to use mobile applications. You know, about 80% of um, users have smartphones now and about 75% are accessing their emails and other government websites on, on their smartphones. And so mobile application use is, is so important. And then the fifth finding was really around that um, although there's feel there's a feeling that .gov sites are lagging behind .com sites, there is an ever-increasing optimism that the government's going to catch up and that they're going to be able to really bring a better um, transformational experience for citizens interacting with the government. Well, how did you ask and who did you ask to get that kind of insight that the expectation of people is rising, that the government will do better? Ipsos conducted the survey and they surveyed about a thousand U.S. adults who are 18 and over. And they um, looked at a nationally representative group of participants based on age, gender and geography. And they said that in general, they felt the government is making progress and they expected things to get better as time goes on? Yes. There's a, uh, I think there's not only a recognition that sites are getting better, there's a number of sites out there such as recreation.gov and benefits.gov that are really doing some really creative, innovative work. Um, recreation.gov actually had about 92% of users um, rec- you know, feeling optim- not only f- 
feeling that their experience was a positive experience. And that actually rivals some of the best commercial sites. Um, and, and we're especially proud of that because we ourselves um, – launched the new recreation.gov platform um, in October of this past year. And we really used um, Netflix and Airbnb and other really sophisticated commercial sites to design the platform of recreation.gov to really transform how citizens interact with the government. We're speaking with Booz Allen, Executive Vice President, D.D. Helfenstein. And to what extent is it possible to tell whether the federal government as a whole is ahead of state and local governments, because those vary all over the map. And some state and large municipal governments have terrific websites. Some of them are look like they've been there since 1996. Yeah, I think that I think the federal government is doing a lot to really um, improve their websites. There's only 4,500 4, government websites. And again, as I said earlier, about 18 million people visit those websites every year. And I think, though, though the government has challenges around, you know, acquisition cha- uh, opportunities as well as legacy systems, they have really done a lot to really improve the di- citizen experience. Last December, the 21st Century Integrated Digital Experience Act went into effect, which really required federal websites to create an overall better online experience and a more mobile-friendly experience. And that's really going to help um, citizens you know, access across the federal government have an, a more consistent and, and a better experience going forward. Our, our research also looked at what can the federal government do to improve websites. And there were five main findings around that. The first was around making search easier to find information. Um, So the ability to to find information easier and to navigate um, into the site easier, what the layout of the site is to find information, the ease of use and the ease of functionality. The third was really around the support available, making online chat and other support available to citizens when they're, when they're looking for information. And 75% of citizens who call the contact center for the government actually try to resolve their information online first. And so making um, online chat, for example, would not only improve the citizen experience, but actually reduce the cost of call centers. And then the last was really around mobile readiness. And as I said earlier, really the ability for, you know, We've got millennials coming up. We've got digital, digital native children like my, my, my children who are really not only going to think it's nice to have websites that, that work and are effective, but also going to really expect that going forward. And that idea of being able to get the information, say, by a text chat, which is really burgeoning in the commercial yeah. area, and it's almost better than the phone right. system sometimes. But that implies yeah. that systems have to be in the background such that the person or the bot with whom you're texting and it's still pretty easy to tell, but getting harder, that the bot or the person itself has access to the information so that the text yes. exchange can be, in fact, meaningful. Yes. I think we are going to see an explosion of these exponential technologies. You know, over the last 20 years, we've had, you know, the advent of the smartphone, the the um, iPad, the Google Google Maps and, and social media and all kinds of things that we probably didn't even imagine 20 years ago, right? And we're going to see technology and intelligent chatbots that we've never even expected. And I think that's going to really allow the government to really look at 
um, solutions in the future that really ex exceed our, our own expectations. But it's also going to require the government to think about how do they build these technology solutions differently. Right now, customized solutions are really going to be, by the time they're implemented, antiquated. And so looking at new acquisition um, solutions and ways to acquire open source technologies and technologies that can evolve at the pace of change that this exponential technologies are going to be evolving is going to be critical for the government. It strikes me in looking at these results and having these kinds of discussions over the past 20 years, and I have, that yes, the government is a little bit behind the private sector, but it's always behind it to the same degree. That is to say, the government itself is not static. It's not the way websites were 20 years ago Absolutely. in the federal government, but they may not get ahead of commercial, but they stay a catching distance behind. I think that's true. I think the federal agencies are really putting a lot of time and effort into improving this experience um, for for users. They've uh, they've actually increased the spending for citizen um, experience, digital citizen experiences, from 3.6 billion to 4.2 billion this past year, and that alone really shows their focus in this area and and their dedicated dedication to enhancing the citizen experience. Dee Dee Helfenstein is Executive Vice President of Booz Allen. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Tom. We'll have a link to this interview and to the survey at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.